Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Ronnie will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 24. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If you've been with us, you know that we are going through the Gospel of Matthew, and we've come upon this section known as the Olivet Discourse. That's just a big way to say the Sermon from the Mount of Olives. The Olivet Discourse, Matthew chapter 24 and Matthew chapter 25. We've been going through this Gospel of Matthew. It's at this place in Matthew chapter 24, give me your attention, that Jesus is only days before the crucifixion. And the Jewish people at this point in Matthew, they have completely rejected and closed their eyes to the Messiah. They've rejected Jesus as the Messiah. And so if you've been with us, you know that he pronounced eight woes upon them because of their rejection. And then he told them that he was going to, their house was going to be destroyed. The temple was going to be destroyed and left desolate, and not one stone was going to be left standing upon another. It was at that point that this prompted three questions from the disciples. You might remember, they asked three questions. When will these things happen, Jesus? What will be the sign of your coming? And what is the sign of the end of the world? And then Jesus gave them, we talked about this the last time we were together, Jesus gave them six signs of which were birth pangs or signs of the beginning of sorrows, Jesus called it in verse 8. They were birth pangs. It was the beginning of sorrows, which would, he said, you'll be able to look at what's going on in the world, look at CNN, and look at what's going on in the world. These are birth pangs to take us into the tribulation and then to ultimately bring in the coming of the kingdom. Birth pangs. Now, ladies, if you've had a baby, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Fellas, you have no idea what I'm talking about, so you can go to sleep now. I'll wake you up when we're back. But ladies, you know, I have Braxton Hicks. You know, I've got two biological children. I've actually had five children. I have two biological children and seven grandchildren. Let's just fast and pray right now. (laughs) Oh, thine father. And 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 with with you know, I I just remember that. uh, That uh, let me see, is my son in here? No. All right, we can talk about him. I remember when Elvira, talking about Braxton Hicks, I remember when Elvira was pregnant with Rodney Jr. He's 20 years old. And, uh, and uh, Rodney, that, that was a big boy. And, and, and Elvira was huge. I mean, she was like out to here. 
And uh, I, I mean, you could take a little, you know, styrofoam cup and just sit it right there. And it was just, I mean, she was absolutely huge. And I remember that she was, you know, just about the, you know, Braxton Hicks, these are these little pains that come. And, and, and little, you know, things that happen, I wouldn't know because I've never happened to me, but as I understand it, you know, it, it, the little pains that come, that, that it's almost time to deliver. And, and, and Julie just wouldn't come into the world. He kept kicking on her. I'm like, oh, something got to change. Kicking on my wife. So I said, okay, I'm going to help out this process. I took her down to Oceanside, California. We were living in Oceanside, and they've got a pier there, and they've got a set of stairs that kind of go. There must be a 100 of them. And, and they go up like about a 75-degree angle. And I said, honey, let's go for a walk. So we walk it. Y'all look at me like that's me. No, I'm just trying to help. And so she walking. I was like, come on, let's walk. Because if you walk, those brats and hicks are going to stop. And we're going we to have, we have us a baby. I didn't know it was the son at the time. And so she walking up and down those steps. And she's going to the top. Oh, I said, anything yet? <laughs> no. Okay, let's do it again. <laughs> And then she finally, you know, these Braxton Hicks came and then you go to the doctor. And, 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 and the doctor says, no, no, baby, go home. Y'all ladies know what I'm talking about. I say amen. And, and, and then you go home and you're there for 30 minutes and then you get more Braxton Hicks. And you go, ow. 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 And after a while, the little ow turns into an ow. And you go to the hospital and, 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 and that big owl, all of a sudden, you, 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 give, you give birth. In, in Elvira's case, she gave birth to a turkey. <laughs> the boy was 10 pounds at birth. I know y'all like, oh, that woman. <laughs> oh, my God. And she gave natural birth, too. Y'all like, oh. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> And so you get to the hospital, and you give birth finally, and, 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 and it's a joyous moment. And, and, and that's what Jesus is talking about. You see, Jesus is talking about, now listen, in the last days, things are going to get harder, just like Braxton hits, you know, a little bit, a little bit, stronger, harder, stronger, longer, more intense, stronger, longer, more intense until you give birth that's what Jesus said the end times are going to look like. Things are going to get harder and harder and worser and worser and tougher and tougher. These are labor pains. The world right now is laboring, waiting to give birth to the kingdom of God. What in the world is going on? People say. I'll tell you what's going on. The world is in labor right now, waiting to give birth to the kingdom of God. That's what's going on. So the next time you look at the news and you see what's going on in the Middle East and the wars and the rumors of wars and the pestilence and the disease and the famines, and you just say, you know what? Braxton Hicks. That's what they are. And that's what Jesus says. Now, the last time we talked, 
about those beginning of sorrows or those Braxton Hicks or those birth pangs or the signs of his coming. And Jesus gave us six signs. Remember, I told you we'll put those up on the screen for you from the last time. The things that we're to look for, if you weren't here with us, Jesus said, here's six things you are to look for before my coming. Deception of false messiah, the devastation of war, the destruction of natural disasters, the deliverance of genuine believers, the defection of counterfeit believers. All these things you'll see as we move forward through the tribulation to the second coming, the declaration of the gospel. All of these signs are the beginning of sorrows. But get this. There are more signs, more signs. Yeah. This morning, we're going to take a look at four more signs of Jesus second coming of his coming and his return. Taking notes. Sign number one, we're going to talk about this this morning, the abomination of desolation. You're going to find that in verses 15 through 20. And then we'll talk about worldwide chaos. Man, before the coming of the Lord, there'll be worldwide chaos. Verse 21 through 22. And then thirdly, widespread confusion. Verse 23 through 27. Abomination of desolation, chaos, confusion, and then unthinkable carnage. We'll find that in verse 28. And then after these things, those are the four signs of his coming. And then after those things happen, the second coming of Jesus Christ, we're going to find that in verse 29 through 31. With all that said, Matthew chapter 24, saints, we'll pick up our study in verse 15. If you're with me, say a hearty amen. Therefore, in verse 15. When you see, underline this, the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place. Notice this. Whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, if you're in Judea, flee to the mountains. And let who, him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight might not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the circleist elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Therefore, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ or there, don't believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and they'll show great wonders. Why? To deceive. If possible, even there's that word again, the elect. Jesus said, see, I've told you beforehand. Thank you, Lord, for telling us beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he's in the desert, don't go out. Or look, he's in the inner rooms. Don't believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Lots of people, lots of preachers, Bible teachers, 
we'll read Matthew chapter 24 and 25 and misunderstand it. And the reason that they misunderstand it is because they fail to realize that when you get to Matthew chapter 24 and 25, you are on Jewish territory. This is Jewish ground here. Most of what has been said and most of what Jesus is saying is specifically for Jewish people. You will note that as you look at the chapter, talking about the Sabbath, that doesn't apply to Gentiles. Talking about fleeing to the mountains of Judea, that would be the, the rock of Petra. We don't have time to talk about it this morning. but So there are many pieces here that, are, that, that is specifically to Jewish people. You are on Jewish territory. The church is not on the planet at this point. Right now, we're about midpoint of the tribulation. The rapture has happened. The church is on a honeymoon in heaven. Meanwhile, back on the ranch... Pardon me, all hell breaks loose. The tribulation is well begun. So beginning in verse 15, we are in the middle of the tribulation. Jesus says about midpoint of the tribulation, that's three and a half years, you will see an event that Daniel talked about called the abomination of desolation. The abomination of desolation. Now listen. This past week, I've had time to do some leisurely reading, and I took out my Webster's Dictionary. What, y'all don't read Webster's as leisurely reading? And I looked up the word abomination, and it means this, anything abominable. I'm like, well, gee, that helps. (laughs) Well, then, of course, then I had to go and look up the word abominable. And it means this. Now, you're taking notes. It means this. Worthy of or causing disgust. Disagreeable events that cause deplorable conditions. Now, that really is helpful. And then the word desolation means this. A joyous lack of comfort. No warmth and no hope. A joyous lack of comfort, no warmth, and no hope. So according to Webster's Dictionary, let me have my definition, if you will. According to Webster's Dictionary, let's read it again. Let's read it together. The abomination of desolation is, let's read it, a joyous lack of comfort, hope, and warmth, which is brought on by disgusting, deplorable conditions. That's what it means. Now, Daniel... Stay with me. Daniel referred to the abomination of desolation three times. Taking notes, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Daniel chapter 11, verse 31. And Daniel chapter 12, verse 11. Daniel referred to this event that precedes the coming of the Lord three times. Jesus refers to it in our text here. Jesus is giving us, listen, what I like to call a triple-decker prophecy. A prophecy that is spoken of by Daniel three times. A prophecy that has a historical fulfillment. It has a future fulfillment. 
and listen, it has a still future fulfillment. What do you mean, Rodney? Well, historically, listen, as Daniel wrote in Daniel chapter 11, verse 31, historically, Daniel talks about this abomination of desolation. And he is actually referring to the year 171 B.C. As Daniel prophesied about a man named Antiochus Epiphanes. This word Epiphanes means the shiny one. Antiochus Epiphanes proclaimed himself to be God and wanted to be worshipped as God. And so he gave himself, his mama didn't give him that name, he gave himself the name Epiphanes, which means the glorious one, which means the shiny, means the outshining one. And he wanted the people to worship him as such. The people didn't want to worship him as such. And so they changed his name from Antiochus Epiphanes to Antiochus Epimanes. They changed it just a little bit. Now, the word Epimanes literally means, it doesn't mean the outshining one. It actually means Antiochus the nutcase. (laughs) This guy was crazy. I'm talking about elevator didn't go to the top floor. Ah, one fry short of a Happy Meal. Lights are on, nobody home. Hello, hello, hello. He's crazy. And he did some awful, brutal things to people. When he realized that the people didn't want to worship him, he got upset and he outlawed being a Jew. And he killed 100,000 Jewish people in one day. It was a terrible bloodletting. And then he went into the temple and he set up a statue of himself. He slaughtered a pig on the altar and he made the Jewish priest to drink the blood and to eat raw pork. Blood smeared, pig juice everywhere. This was an abomination which caused desolation historically. And then we have a near or future fulfillment as Jesus was on the Mount of Olives. It would just be in a few short decades that a Roman general by the name of Titus would come into Jerusalem and cause an abomination of desolation as he would. Remember, Jesus said, not one stone is going to be left upon another. And Titus and his boys came into Jerusalem and they took the temple apart, stone by stone, scraping the gold, which made the Roman army and the Roman government wealthy. And just like Jesus said, It caused an abomination. There was a future fulfillment as it relates to Jesus standing on Mount of Olives. If you're still breathing, say amen. Amen. And then listen, there is still yet a future fulfillment. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Daniel chapter 12, verse 11. Now, if you've been with us in our study of Daniel, you already know this. If you've been with us in our study of Revelation, you already know this. But still future, the Bible teaches that even today, we, the world, are waiting for, the world awaits a man who is known as the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to come and bring peace to the Middle East. Now, you've got to understand something. The conflict that is going on in the Middle East has largely to do with who will occupy what portions of land. But more importantly, it has to do with who will occupy the Temple Mount. 
And so there is a man who is going to come on the scene known as the anti against Christ. And this man is going to solve the Middle East crisis. He's going to somehow, some way, figure out a way for Jewish people and Palestinians to coexist on the Mount of Olives, on the Temple Mount. And this man is going to be hailed as a king, respected, loved by the Jewish people. They're going to love him. He's going to love them. And they're going to think he's their friend. But midpoint in the tribulation, three and a half years into this seven-year tribulation, he's going to break his covenant. He's going to build the temple and the people of God, Israel, Jewish people are going to get back the temple worship of which they are preparing for even as we speak today. And they're going to be involved in temple worship and back to the old ways. And right about the mid three and a half year point, this Antichrist is going to break his agreement with Israel. At midpoint in the tribulation, and he's going to go into the temple, he's going to desecrate, divide, and violate the temple, which is an abomination which shall cause desolation. It is also at this point, at the three and a half year mark, listen, at the three and a half year mark, it's at this point that this man, the Antichrist, is going to proclaim himself to be God. He's going to force every man, woman, boy, and girl to take the mark of the beast, the number 666. He's going to force every man, woman, boy, and girl to worship the image. If you refuse the mark, you seal your fate. If you take the mark and you don't worship the image, or you refuse to take the mark and you don't worship the image, you won't be able to buy or sell. No bread, no food, no utilities, no existence. You can't transact. He's going to force everyone to take this mark. Now, there are all kinds of stories out there as to scary stories as to who the Antichrist is. And stories have always been throughout history. We, you know, people used to think it seems like every president in our country, you know, they go, oh, it must be the Antichrist. You know, you, you know, Nero, people thought Nero was the Antichrist. The Pope, the papacy, Hitler, Stalin, Henry Kissinger, Gorbachev, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, of which I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> you know, this is weird. Again, it has happened to me. This half of the room laughed. This half did not. What does that tell you? <laughs> and people get all freaked out about the number, you know. And, you know, uh, uh, true story. Somebody got a license plate one time, and I guess the number, the letters were PSF or whatever it is, and dash six six six. They're like, oh no, I got to take that license plate back. Oh, I ain't have no devil in my car. No, no, no. You go to the grocery store and you buy groceries, and they total up, and your total is six dollars and sixty six cents. And you go, oh, man, can I pay you seven bucks? Can I just pay you seven bucks? I mean, people get all freaked out about this number. And then, of course, Holly Weird, he came out with the movie uh, Omen and Damien. You remember? And uh, 
Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all like, hold on, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. Yeah, you do. And then they came out the movie, uh, uh, the, the Omen and, and Damien, and he had, he, Damien was the Antichrist, and he had 666 in his scalp. You remember that? And you just pull the scalp aside, and you see 666. I'm sorry, that's just scary and creepy to me. Anything in your scalp, pulling the hair, oh, God. So, you know, 666 in the head, and then after that, wives start checking their husband's hair for, you know. <laughs> Pastor, I'm telling you, that man's Antichrist. I'm telling you, he's Antichrist. You know, we don't know. We really don't know. But what we do know is the Bible teaches is very clear that this number 666 is going to be tattooed in the hand and in the forehead. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.